0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, one federal executive group thinks now is the perfect time for workforce reform. OMB is looking for help implementing the federal data strategy. And a group of senators want more public service opportunities to help with coronavirus response. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Is the pandemic finally a forcing factor for civil service modernization? The Senior Executives Association hopes so. It's urging the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee to take action this year on hiring reforms and other recommendations to modernize the federal workforce. Many of the recommendations came from the National Commission on Military, National and Public Service. SEA says the government is losing ground on its effort to compete with the private sector for talent, and Congress has not helped. SEA says Congress consistently Consistently fails to take action on the recommendations it and other good government groups suggest to modernize the federal workforce. The Office of Management and Budget seeks help standing up its federal data strategy. Federal News Network's Joy Heckman reports. OMB is looking for agency detailees to help meet the rest of the federal data strategy's year one action items for 2020. They'd also assist in drafting another action plan for next year. Detailees will also work with agency chief data officers and develop case studies of how agencies are making the most of their data. OMB encourages career employees who are GS-12 and above to apply. The application closes July 17th, and OMB expects to onboard finalists by September 1st. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. A bipartisan group of 14 senators want to drastically increase national service opportunities during the pandemic. The coalition introduced the Cultivating Opportunity and Response to the Pandemic Through Service, or CORS Act. The bill would allow the Corporation for National and Community Service to support anywhere from 75 to 150,000 positions in the first year. The goal is to have 250,000 national service positions by year three. Co-sponsors include Senators Lindsey Graham, Marco Rubio, John Cornyn, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, and Chris Coons. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency would gain a new advisory committee through a bill introduced in the Senate. The Cybersecurity Advisory Committee Authorization Act would stand up a board made up of state and local government officials as well as industry representatives. The committee would make recommendations to CISA's director on cybersecurity policy. Senators David Perdue and Kirsten Cinema say their bill would give CISA critical feedback on top cyber threats and how best to deter those threats. The U.S. Election Assistance Commission reaches out to help locals with training on how to button up elections. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The EAC has teamed up with the nonprofit, corporate backed Center for Tech and Civic Life. Through the center's website, the commission will offer free cybersecurity education to state and local election officials. The training consists of written and video material developed into three modules. The cybersecurity course, which covers everything from terminology to safeguarding data, will remain available until May of 2021. I'm Tom Temin. The National Guard says it's preparing for a bigger-than-normal hurricane season. The Guard says it's basing plans off weather models that are predicting 30 percent more hurricanes than the average season. That could mean up to 16 storms this year. The Guard is already stretching its force more than normal with responses to coronavirus and protests, along with regular overseas deployments. A House subcommittee wants to put a hold on big changes coming to the military medical community. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The House Armed Services Personnel Subcommittee wants to delay the Defense Department's plans to restructure and remove some military treatment facilities. According to committee aides, lawmakers are concerned about the validity of the analysis DOD conducted on the matter. Under the Pentagon's plan, up to 50 military hospitals and health facilities would be closed or downsized. Military family members and retirees would be forced to get health care from the local community rather than DOD-run facilities. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. We get an update on how defense companies are faring during the pandemic. Here's Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The Defense Department says only 33 of the nearly 22,000 companies it tracks are still closed. Ellen Lord, the department's top acquisition official, told reporters a total of 928 companies have closed and opened back up again since the pandemic started. But Lord says the industrial base is still seeing major impacts. She says most of the department's programs have seen inefficiencies because of supply chain disruptions and financial stress to individual companies companies. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. By mid-July, small businesses interested in bidding on the $50 billion 8A Stars 3 government-wide contract will finally see what the final solicitation looks like. The General Services Administration said in a pre-solicitation notice that it will release the final request for proposals in the next two weeks. GSA says the final RFP is significantly different than the draft it released in August. The final solicitation will require bidders to have at least two projects worth more than $100,000 of relevant experience and submit a supply chain risk management assessment. Details finally emerge about what it takes to assess contractors under the DOD's new cyber supply chain program. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. Companies who want to be third-party assessment organizations under the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, or CMMC, initiative will have to pay $1,000 and meet a specific set of eight requirements. The CMMC accreditation body yesterday released those details and others about the training, credentialing, and accreditation ecosystem. To become a certified assessor, it will cost $200 and require a five- or seven-step process to earn one of two certifications. The training of assessors is expected to start in July. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And six new lifecycle funds are coming to the Thrift Savings Plan at the end of the month. We get more from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The new L funds will come in five-year increments this time, rather than the usual 10, starting June 30th. The TSP says the new L funds will allow participants to target their investments more closely to their actual retirement dates. The TSP will also retire the L-2020 fund. It'll automatically move participants currently enrolled in the L-2020 fund to the L-Income fund. Interfund transfers in and out of the L-2020 fund will also stop at the end of the month. All participants will be able to transfer assets into any of the new lifecycle funds starting July 1st. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White.